Welcome to Kingdom Talks. We're really excited to be here today with Jonathan and Helena Cavan from the UK. And we got Berlin on board with me as co-host. And we're excited what God has for us today. Okay, thank you so much, Adina. We're so glad that you're stepping in for Gil and you're doing a great job as our producer. And I think we have Karen on as our wingman behind the scenes. So thank you guys. So welcome to Kingdom Talks. We here engage in next stage conversations with transitionaries. And our goal is to support believers in finishing the closing age well and awaken to the revelations of the coming age. So Kingdom Talks is a platform of love, unity and discovery aren't we always discovering some cool things with our guests well today we're going to be discovering lie busting which is going to be amazing but we invite you to support us and support us by becoming a member and also you can support our movement by by taking the pledge that we have on kingdomtalksmedia.com and just click on the pledge button and our our members will enjoy the behind the scenes conversation and when you take the pledge you become a member of the community where of unity where we're pledging to uh, of the three plumb lines of the yeshua the cross of christ and love honor and respect and then always ask the father so those are the three plumb lines we invite you now to share with your friends invite people to watch the show on any platform that you're on we are going live on youtube and facebook and we have periscope and a couple different areas on each of those platforms and so we just invite you to invite share and share with your friends so thank you very much all right thank you berlin and again we're just so excited and honored to have jonathan and elena uh, with us uh, from the uk and excited to just see you know how god wants to to develop today we've had them on before but there's always deeper things to look forward to and also we want to let you know that um, elena is going to be here with us in the sacramento region july 5 and 6 to have a live uh, conference it we're hoping it will be live streamed we're gonna we're gonna see we're still working on all the details the technology sometimes can be challenging but we're really excited about what you have to share with us today um, whatever God has on your heart and a little bit more about lie busting thank you we're very happy to be here we love hanging out with you guys because our <laughs> plumb lines are very similar if not the same to yours mm -hmm. And um, I think that, you know, live busting is all about partnering with the Holy Spirit. So the plumb line of being aligned to Father is absolutely crucial. It's just sad that, you know, sometimes because of the pain and trauma or generational stuff that gets on to people, they get disconnected from Father, from themselves or from each other. So, you know, it's wonderful to see people hungry today, hungry for connection within themselves, hungry for connection with God, and hungry for connection with others. So we like hanging out with hungry people. Amen. <laughs> yeah. oh. So what are, really what are your thoughts and, and you know, intentions as you're coming to the States? Um, Elena, what, what has Father put on your heart to do while you're here? Well, I think the, the, the message that Father has put on my heart is about hunger being the ticket to freedom. Mm -hmm. Is that just like desire, right? 
Yes, well, the thing is, is in the kingdom, the more you eat of something, the hungrier you get for it. Got it. Okay, and I really like what Caroline Leaf says. Um, do you know Dr. Caroline yes. Leaf? Yes. The, Actually, I wrote an article about her. <laughs> yes, okay. So, so what Caroline Leaf says is she says that our brain has been wired for addiction. Exactly. And that addiction is actually, we were wired to be addicted to Jesus. We were wired to be addicted to God. So what that means is that we are wired to constantly be giving him praise and worship and gratitude for all of the goodness in our lives. But what happens is that that wiring gets hijacked and then people, as Jonathan can describe it, you know, they get wired to the father of lies instead of being wired to the father of lights mm. and then they get hungry for the wrong stuff yeah so what we're seeing now is people rising up with a hunger for their freedom and for their breakthrough and it's like the hungrier they get for freedom they get some freedom then they want more hungry for breakthrough they get breakthrough then they want more and i always say to people that their hunger is their ticket to freedom yeah it's so good yeah, so I really feel that that's what God's put on my heart is to talk about hunger. Talk about, you know, it's like to ask the question, what are you hungry for? And then and then to talk about the connection of oneness and how that gets blocked and broken and how we get cut off. Because the thing is, is that what I'm finding is people just so want to feel connected. Yeah. They want to feel connected to themselves. They want to feel connected to others and to God. So it's like, okay, how do you get those connections reestablished mm -hmm. when when they've been broken or for some people have never been there? Mm -hmm. I know that's really good. A lot of people um, that sometimes we run into are looking, you know, and I don't know if it's the difference between hunger and just want to get out of their pain. But some people come along and it seems like what they're wanting when they come to a prayer session or a healing session is they're just looking for kind of the magic wand. They want the instant fix. They don't realize that they have any part in it. And so, you know, they may feel better for a little while, but it seems like then they just kind of go back and into the same habit patterns. So I don't, I don't know if you want to address that. Well, yes, I mean, Jonathan and I were, were kind of remembering some stories about what happened when we were first married the other day, weren't we? <laughs> and laughing about how when we were, for, we were brand new newlyweds living in Seattle. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> we, went, we were going to this um, Adventist church in Seattle called Volunteer Park. And Volunteer Park is on Capitol Hill, and it's it's um, a hill in Seattle that's quite notorious for people who live alternative lifestyles. Okay. Yeah, the gay community too. So this is a really conservative church. It's nearly empty, very traditional. We're sharing this because Lena grew up in their Seventh Day Adventist, and so did Dylan yes. Medina. So we have that in common. <laughs> anyway, so so you got this like. 15 people in the church, really conservative, really formal, and every week this guy walks in with his partner, who's a male, on the end of a dog leash, 
with a, a studded dog collar around his neck. <laughs> and they just sit there for the whole service. And of course, everyone is, everyone is just pretending to politely ignore them. They've been racing and accept these people, so we'll just ignore them. <laughs> uh, anyway. So, so, when, so we would go to Potluck and we'd hang out with the people there. And one, one morning at about seven o'clock in the morning, we got a knock on our door. And it was a man that we had met in church and he drove a white van and he's like, I'm homeless and I have three girls and a dog and we just want to stay in your basement for a while. There was a wolf actually. And and his dog was like half wolf or something. And, and, and he had, he was from Montana and he had a story or whatever. And we were very naive and of course we wanted to help everyone. And so we were like, yeah, sure. The basement's empty, you know, come on in. and. And what God brought us through that experience, those experiences, but working with those people, was that we could help anyone who wanted to help themselves. Yes. In fact, we couldn't help anyone who wanted to be carried. Yeah. Because you can only carry someone for so long. Yeah. And then you cannot carry them anymore because it's not sustainable. So it's like, the the model that Jesus gave us was yes there were times where he caught the fish and he gave the fish to the disciples but then there were other times where he's like okay put the net on the other side of the boat and he was telling them where to get the fish he didn't go in and say okay I'll pull the net up for you I'll cast the net for you he said no you throw the net on the other side of the boat and pull it up so what we've learned to answer your question um, Adina is that the victim spirit can land on people and they've got to shift that thing off of them Good. and come into a position of alignment and power so that they feel their own personal power. And that's one of the things I'm going to be talking about at the conference is the personal power. So because it's, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because so many people outsource their own personal power mm -hmm. to God. And it's just like God's not in the business of, 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 of being outsourced. He yeah. says, go ahead. I got you. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's like... I can wait my turn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, well, that's it really. It's just, it's just, it's all about stepping into our own personal power. But the thing is, that's so sad, is that sometimes people are born because of the generational slime that's on them that comes from either mom's side, dad's side, or both. Both. They are born stripped of their personal power. Hmm. And, and that's tragic. Yeah. Yeah, I think, um, of course, I agree with everything that Elena has to say. And I would add, um, we have a cultural overlay, whether we realize it or not. And there are two cultural overlays that I think are pertinent to your specific question, Adina. One um, is that in the medical system, we're used to getting a pill yeah. to manage symptoms and it's a quick fix. Mm -hmm. Now the truth of the matter is that pharmaceuticals do not solve any group problems, they just manage symptoms. Yeah. So if they did, they'd go out of business. But people are trained for the quick fix. And as Elena says, to abdicate personal responsibility to a third party. I think the second cultural overlay, if I can put it this way, is that many of us who have been Christians for a number of years have experience the model of the paid professional and the passive pew sitters. Yes. 
And in that model, we are taught to be passive consumers. Mm -hmm. um, and so both of those cultural overlays really need to be addressed. And the, the reason, I guess, while Elaine is saying they're hungry, 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 is that actually, if someone's really hungry, you can get traction. Yes. If they're not hungry, there's probably not that much traction. So we learned early on, Adina, that if a wife brought her husband for ministry, <laughs> Yeah. yeah, we asked the guy, he said, are you here because she drug you here or do you want to be here? It's like, oh, is there a way out? <laughs> well, I, I am so glad that, you know, what you've expressed about the conference, because I, I, I really don't want people to come just thinking they're getting a magic fix, but to, to really, you know, what you'll be sharing will be empowering them to take those steps and, and show them a pathway, you know, in it. And I, I know, especially in the, the church that, you know, you and I grew up in, <laughs> um, you know, women especially were not given power. And, and, you know, even after coming out of that system, the Lord had to really work with me on that because I, I would be teaching and I would say the word power and there would be something in me that would go, oh, you know, like, oh no, that's bad, you know? And I, I wasn't so conscious of it, but I could feel that there was something there, you know? And it, it had to be really taking that time with the Lord to unpack um, that structure that said, you know, women don't have power and that power is bad, you know? And so then you're just kind of, if you have no power, you're kind of at the mercy of the whim of everybody around you, you know? And it's not and your circumstances and all of that and it it does foster that victim mentality and so it's it's a, a beautiful thing to begin to see what Yahweh wants to do to restore that personal power and responsibility so we can walk in the fullness of who God created us to be absolutely and and people are held back from manifesting their destinies for many different reasons. It's actually not a one-size-fits-all, and that's really the power of lie-busting. I, I had the privilege of lie-busting this lady because on... Because it's spirit-led. Because it's spirit-led. I, I lie-busted this lady on Saturday um, who was 69 years old. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I connected her and then asked the question, you know, Holy Spirit, what do you want to set this lady free from? Mm -hmm. And she just sat there and she didn't answer me. And so I just sat there for a moment and I, and then I, and I knew that she got something, but she wasn't saying it. Yeah. So I said to her, I said, what has the Lord shown you? And she's like, well, I certainly wasn't expecting that. <laughs> and, um, and we we dealt with the root of an issue in her very most intimate and vulnerable and personal life and she had no idea that that was going to come up hmm. and that was the, what the holy spirit was going to deal with her but let me tell you at the end of it she was rejoicing to the treetops and hallelujah because <laughs> So well, I was going to say, does that, does it, is it required that we discover what that root is, 
or can we just see the pattern of the behavior in our life and ask that the root of whatever that is be healed? It, how does the process? That's a good question. Do you want to answer that? Yeah, um, that's a great question. But for those of you who don't know about lead busting, it's a, it's a it's a, it's a tool, it's a prayer ministry tool. And I guess the strap plan that we've most recently come up with is cleanse to connect. It cleans us out so we can connect better with God, with each other, with ourselves. Yeah. And it deals with own life issues, it deals with ancestral issues where stuff's got encoded on our DNA from our ancestors, and it also integrates parts of us that have got stuck or are fragmented. Mm -hmm. um, and all those all of those things together, uh, we deal with in about an hour. Um, so it's, whilst we have a lot of people who are prophetic who are involved with what we do, for our protection and for the person's experience, we, we don't, we encourage them not to come with an agenda and we do not prophesy over them or share what we are seeing. We give Holy Spirit a platform we get them connected. The first thing we do is we get them connected, and then we say, Jesus, what is it that you would like to set Braden free from? What do you want to help him with today? Would you put your finger on that right now? So it's all revelation-based, and we let Jesus lead. Because you may be aware of an issue. Or the patterns. Or the patterns, but you might not know the root. So exactly. for instance, um, years ago, this is a very simple one to understand, I had a guy come and see me, so I struggled with pornography. I said, okay, well, let's see what Jesus wants to deal with. And it was all to do with generational issues that broke off intimacy. Mm. And so through the generational line, there was a lack of intimacy, of bonding, and of connection. And pornography is often a substitute for intimacy. So at the end, we dealt with that. He went up to heaven, met Father God, had a sonship experience, um, he said, well, we didn't deal with the thing I came with. <laughs> I said, well, let's just ask Jesus, is that dealt with? And he said, oh, yeah, it is. So um, I'm not sure if that answers your question, but I think what I'm trying to say is that it's the roots, not the fruits. And often we don't know what the roots are, so that's where we need the, the so, laser. Right. Yeah. To answer your question, Brayden, we have found that for real shift to happen, you have to pull the root in order to get rid of the fruit. Mm -hmm. And it's not really enough to say, I see the pattern, Lord, can you pull the root? Because what we find in the livest is there's a lot of other slime that comes in with that root that the pattern only exposes and points to the root, but there's a whole lot of other slime that's yeah. encrusted in, in, in on it. And God is such a thorough gardener you see, what happens, I'm a gardener, I love the garden. What happens is when the water soaks the earth and the soil is very, very soft, you can pull out a dandelion very easily. And it's this long tap root, but if you just get it just in the right position, you pull it with just enough firmness and you pull it straight up, the whole thing will come out. And so it's like the Holy Spirit soaks the land, makes it really, really soft, and then God comes along and he pulls up that thing with every single little tendril and tentacle with it, thump, the whole thing comes out. 
And then at the end of the live us, we pray for the Holy Spirit to come and fill that space. So God's very, very thorough. He's not interested in just breaking the leaves off the top of the dandelion because he knows it'll go back again. He's like, we got to get this thing out. So what what do you do if, um, and I don't know, you know how this all works, but what if you encounter somebody who can't see or hear or thinks that they can't see or hear? Um, do you take a different approach or does it just, how does that work? Uh, again, that's a really, really good question. Um, I would say 90% of the time people do hear really clearly, but that's because of one thing, that they're very hungry. Yeah. So part of the qualification is that they have to be really hungry. In fact, imagine a lady who's nine and a half months pregnant. That's kind of the place <laughs> where people are going to get the biggest breakthrough because they just want that thing out. Yes. So, um, we generally attract people who are very hungry and it's a joy to work with them. Um, but I would say that is the key. And 95% of the time they will hear clearly. They may think that they won't, but generally they do. Mm -hmm. Now there, there are instances where, sorry, are you gonna? Yeah, I was just gonna say, God gives me all the blocked ones. <laughs> well. So I, I, had one, I had one on a call just, just before this. And, and, and I do get hungry blocked people. And what we have learned is we've learned to lie bust the block itself okay. as the thing that God wants to set them free from. So I just learned if, if I sit down and we connect them and then I ask the, the Holy Spirit the question, you know, what do you want to set so-and-so free from? And they're like, I don't see anything. I just see blank, I've just blocked. Then that is the thing that God wants to set that person free from. And we just, I just, the Holy Spirit just leads me through creative ways of, 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 yeah. of, of lie busting, lie busting the blank. And then the second thing I would say about that is very often, as in a case this afternoon that I did, um, when there's been abuse, mm -hmm. a childhood abuse, yeah. very often the coping mechanisms are so strong and are put in place that the person will have access, access and then not, access and then not. And mm -hmm. so that takes time mm -hmm. and is a process where um, Jesus will expose, you know, the coping mechanisms one at a time, heal and deal with those until the person is able to open up, open up and stay open up and then, and then feel and hear and receive really clearly. And yeah. So it's very, very rare that we can't get around the blank, the block. I love that. That's kind of what happened to me uh, in, in my healing process is I had that block. So I love that you have a process to get around that or deal with that. So how long, if, if um, Jonathan was saying like in an hour, if a, a person is open and able to see that, it, it might clear up in an hour but if they're doing um going the route that you were just talking about elena with these blocks and you have to deal with that and then you know before you get to that route how long of a process does that usually take is it multiple um, sessions and how long it's, yes it's multiple sessions but what we're seeing now is a massive anointing and acceleration hmm. so you know what took what took us decades to get to we're seeing in our online group people getting to in weeks, in days and weeks and months. Because That's awesome. 
God's God's on the move right now. <laughs> you know, and he he's doing stuff. And he's doing stuff at an accelerated rate, unlike human history has ever seen before. And so it's like in the past what took people thousands upon thousands of dollars and years upon decades of time, he's doing in minimal spends and and an hours instead of years. So again, it's just it just comes down to the Holy Spirit, what he knows the person can handle, how much and when. And that's what's so awesome about lie busting is because we're partnering with Holy Spirit, only Holy Spirit knows what a person can handle and how much they can handle in that particular moment of time. And so I trust him. I totally trust him. And so he'll he'll do either a mega mega amount or he'll do a little amount. But I just trust him. That's good. That's great. Now, yeah. You mentioned an online group. Uh, what kind of options do you have um, for people who are interested in learning more about what you guys do? Um, yeah, well, we have a, I don't have a copy, we've got a book, so that's one entry point, is to read the book. It's, um, you can get it on Amazon or from our website, and that's a good entry point. Mm -hmm. it, tells our own personal story, but it also lays out the theology of what we do and also the journey. Um, so that's one good entry point. Another one is to um, book a live bus. Yeah, and we've got a number of trained people all over the world. We're, we're in like five continents, 22 countries, and we've got trained live busters, so you can just book an online session. But actually, the we prefer um, the discipleship model. We love to make yeah. disciples who make disciples. That's kind of my thing. Mm -hmm. you know, make disciples who make disciples. Um, and disciples who make disciples are parents who carry the DNA of Father God. Yes. That's kind of where we're at. Um, and so we have a course which actually is cheaper than a live bust, and you can get this course. Um, it's available on any device. It's got a series of videos totaling about one hour and 15 minutes. And it has the process flow laying out how to do a live bus. Mm -hmm. And you get access to a closed Facebook group with other like-minded people. And you can practice on each other. It's just Good. a safe way to practice. So that's like our preferred entry level because we love, our strap line is kind of get free stay free and then set other people free so yeah. you know it's all about making disciples and make disciples and then what we started actually off the back of our last meeting in february um we started something called 2222 family mm -hmm. which was 22 relates to isaiah 2222 mm -hmm. um and the family is it's an online well actually we have an online platform we don't use facebook um God very clearly spelled out that we should avoid Facebook for our core investment mm -hmm. uh, for long term for a couple of reasons. One is um, one is they're deplatforming conservatives and Christians, yeah. um, and, and that can be challenging. So we discovered this platform, which is really good. Um, it's called Mighty Networks, and we have our own platform. It's called Twenty Two Twenty Two Family. And in that, 
we meet, people get into groups, um, each group's about 20 people, and we meet every week. Um, and we have like a two hour session. And the format is all the same, always the same. Mm -hmm. We have um, testimonial time, so people share, um, which is always exciting because mm -hmm. it's always different. Yeah, um, we're seeing a lot of mini light busts happening. We're seeing a lot of physical healing manifesting. Evangelistic and, and we're seeing evangelistic light busts oh, happen where people are light busting awesome. non-believers in cafes. Um, and what's great, so well, as you know, using Zoom, you see the different faces on the screen. Yeah. So if you were deemed to just share the testimony of a physical healing that's happened, um, or you've done an evangelistic mini live bust, we say, okay, would you just release that over everyone else? And we all put our hands up and then you release that. <laughs> <laughs> and people kind of get hit. And then next week, uh, we get this, like this lady in New Zealand, but uh, her name is Bernadine. Um, she, she said, ah, oh, when, when Wendy did that, I felt this tingling going through my body. And after the call, the phone rang and it was my unbeliever sister. And she was pouring out all of her problems. And I just felt the Lord say, no, I busted. She said, look, <laughs> I'm doing this thing and I'm learning. Can I practice on you? Anyway, I had a wow experience with her. And then she's a New Zealander. Um, and, and her background, she's got some Maori blood. Um, the live bus was involved in generational stuff. Mm -hmm. And part of do, dealing with the generational stuff was bringing healing to the land. Wow. And so um, she then shared that with her elder sister, who is also a, a non-believer, because um, in the Maori tradition, they already passed down the stories of the ancestors. Mm -hmm. And the issue that was on her, that God dealt with the fruit, was rooted in a battle or a war that happened wow. seven, seven ten generations ago. And the elder sister said, yeah, that is on our oral record, that happened. Wow. So now they want to get involved. <laughs> <laughs> it's very exciting. and. Um, We've had some physical healings happen in this last couple of weeks. We had one lady. We have so so after we do the testimonies. We can talk on and on. <laughs> it's amazing. It's good. After we, after we do the testimonies, we have what we call a hot seat. Mm -hmm. So we ask for a volunteer, and we do like a thirty-minute or a forty-minute live bust, and it is amazing what God can do in that time. Mm -hmm. um, and then after that, we just have a a celebration and a question time or comments question we kind of unpack it and we learn yeah. from it so we're kind of learning and growing together mm. but in that in that kind of package as where people are making themselves vulnerable we're bonding yes yes you know it's the vulnerability that creates the bonds and people just absolutely love it and we're experimenting with this, so it's like we just started this you know, a couple of months ago, but people are loving it. Um, yeah, because what, what's been happening is that as each person in the group gets their turn at being live-busted, yeah. then everyone's celebrating their breakthrough, but everyone knows that their point is coming. Yes. yes. And actually, in one of the groups today, Jonathan got live busted. I did, yeah, in the last one. <laughs> That's awesome. It was amazing. Yeah, it was so cool because 
Basically, to answer your course, Braden, we have the Libestors course that is fully automated and online. But what we found is that people were going through it, but then they, in order to complete the course, you have to give and receive seven Libestors. You want a certificate? And if they weren't in a church or in a small group or someone in a group that were doing that, then they go on, they go online and and find people on the Facebook group. Right. But people were less committed on the Facebook group. But on the 2022 group, people are very, very committed to give and to receive. So that exchange is happening. It's the hunger so, zone. Yes. Yeah, so people, are, people yeah. are getting trained up much quicker and they're learning a lot more in a, in a shorter amount of time. Yeah. So we've got church leaders, we've got um, healing ministry group leaders. So. Yeah. We're, we're, tr we're training trainers, as it were, but also mixed into that are individuals. So, like you like to say, it's a family, don't you? Yeah, we're learning to be a family. And I think, you know, coming from an orphan background and being very task-oriented and coming mm -hmm. from the corporate world, initially, I just want to put the course out there and let people get on with it. Yeah. But now what I've realized is actually it's all about relationship <clears throat> and family, right? On your deathbed, you're going to remember your relationships. Yes. Uh, yeah. And hopefully some of those you can take with you, but um, so that's been a, a big thing. So and you were saying in the group there are children, grandparents, parents. You know, it's a yeah, mix. We're, we're learning from each other, which is fantastic. And yeah. you know, they asked me questions, and I said, "Well, I don't know, but the good news is that he does." Yeah. Um, but the experience is so broad; we learn so much. I mean, my life, us, for instance, um, uh, what God wanted to deal with me was kind of. Um, orphan sonship father type stuff mm -hmm. and he showed me three generations ago which actually I, I know this to be true that my great-grandmother had seven kids she was an immigrant to England from Germany just before the First World War five of the kids were died within 12 months and the sixth kid um, died in the First World War <clears throat> and the surviving one out of seven was my great-grandfather hmm. so we asked the Lord what that brought onto the bloodline and it was lack of bondedness lack of connection um, you know the whole fathering thing because um, I went off the rails when I was a teenager um, and I screwed up all of my exams my school exams like I got three F's and a C um, now my son, who is 18, is going through the same exams, but thankfully he's really, really bright. He doesn't have to work very hard. But what I see that I've done is I projected through transference my fear onto him, mm. wanting him to do well and reach his potential, so he doesn't have to wing it through life the way I have done. Mm. Um, but in the process of that, I've probably done a bit of damage to him. And so just projecting John's yeah. fears onto him. So, so no, I was right for this. Um, so anyway, so. But we've talked to Nathan about this. He yeah, knows he's all good. about we, this. He, yeah, he, yeah. yeah, but he's, he's so bright. I mean, he had an exam today. Um, yesterday he was in bed till two o'clock in the afternoon and did a bit of revision in the afternoon. And he's, he spends more time on the toilet than revising. <laughs> but hey, you know, <laughs> as a loving parent, you've got to, encouraged yes. gently but after you do that four times it's nagging right yes <laughs> is that the number thank you for letting me know, <laughs> oh, I don't know. 
but you know, my live bus was really interesting because, um, well, we do what we call a, a, a bloodline cleanse and a DNA reset. So, well, I was dancing with Jesus and he had, he gave me this song and I can't sing, so I won't try, but it was like, we are one, it's such fun. We are one, it's such fun. <laughs> and then we were dancing in Jesus, we were dancing together. We are one, it's such fun. And so that, that, was, that was good. And then we did the, the, we released what was on the bloodline that got blocked four generations ago. And I saw this long tube in this capsule and it said father on it. And it was going down the line. And then these dead babies kind of got sucked in to the, uh, the capsule. And then the capsule ended up in Papa's heart. Wow. And um, at the end of the live bust, we always have a glory time. So I end up, I, you know, I, I go up to heaven and Father, Son, Holy Spirit are all dancing with me. And it's the hokey pokey. And <laughs> we, put a, we put a whole self in, we put a whole self up. And then the background track is, we are one, it's such fun, we are one. <laughs> We have a lot of fun with this, you know. Um, oh my gosh. So we have a lot of fun, and he likes having a lot of fun. Yes. Okay, so I have a question about that, that live us in your life. So what are the practical results that you shifted in your life, like your day-to-day, -day, what shifted because of that live us that happened? Well, it only happened an hour and a half ago. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's, a it's a very good question, and I'll tell you what. Um, I'm, I'm running a detox this week, so I was just kind of resting while this was happening. I didn't go on the call because I, I need to rest because I've got a 15-hour day tomorrow. And... Um, I didn't know what was going on with Jonathan, but all of a sudden I felt something shift in my mm. spirit. Wow, wow. And John came bouncing out of the office and I'm like, whoa, what has just happened to you? And I really, really tangibly felt a shift. And the outcome is, is, is freedom and joy. Yes. Freedom and joy. And you know what's really interesting about about the silly dance and the party, we're seeing more healing, physical healings happening in the silly dance and the laughter than in than in than in anything and then in anything else. Yeah, so that's how I would prefer it. So just to conclude the live bust, he he said, um, the father said, you are, I saw Abraham. He said, you are a father of many nations, and then I saw a big ball of light which is God and then I saw the earth and I saw lots of little lights effectively being sucked up off the earth and going into this big ball of light um, and I need no I guess I needed that because the global mandate we have is such that you know I need as much encouragement encouragement yes. out as possible but we had uh, on the we had one last week this is a funny one Sometimes we don't have a volunteer for the hot seat until the day of. So I say, okay, just ask the Lord if you're in the hot seat. We'll wait a few seconds. And then one lady said, well, actually, I need prayer because I'm going to see the dental surgeon. I've got a hole in the top of my mouth. It's going through to my nose. And um, she said, 
it's so dangerous for them to operate, they don't want to operate. But if it's not healed in a week, they're going to have to operate and do surgery. So I'd like you to pray. So I said, I said, okay, you're in the hot seat. So I just said, Jesus, would you show her what is preventing her from being healed right now? And immediately she saw unforgiveness. And it was like five generations ago. But we had to go back and deal with that. And when that was dealt with, she could feel her whole mouth tingling and getting and hot. she started absolutely roaring she with laughter <laughs> okay and we're just like what's happening what's happening she's like oh, 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 oh. she's like jesus is doing a funny dance and he's lifting his robes and he's lifting his knees higher and higher and oh, 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 oh. and we were all just like whacking with laughter and her whole side of her face was tingling i could feel it the other people in the group could feel it what happened? Oh, anyway, wow. so next week she reported she went to see the dental surgeon and said, Job done. I don't need to see you. What's happened? And she um, had a medically confirmed regeneration miracle. Yeah. That is so, so awesome. I know. I, and she, um, she is a holy and righteous woman before God. She has walked with God for many years. So when the Holy Spirit told her, Brayden, that it was unforgiveness, she was shocked. But that unforgiveness was not from her own life. Hmm. It was rooted generationally. Wow. But Maybe I can explain. Would it be helpful if I can explain what we've observed with the whole bloodline DNA yeah. thing? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Well, when we get people connected, um, the very next question is, Jesus, what do you want to set them free from? Let's say it's fear and anxiety. They get that revelation. We then say, Jesus, where is it rooted? Own life or generational or both? If they say generational, then it's like, okay, Jesus, generational number. And they would say, oh, 5, 10, 17, whatever it is. And then we say, Jesus, what happened you know, 17 generations ago? It's oh, like, you oh, forgot mom's side of dad's side. Oh, well, mom's side of dad's side. And then they say, oh, I see a war, or I see a house burning down, or I see a murder, whatever it is. Um, and so that was the point of trauma that opened the door for the stuff to for Satan to kind of put stuff onto the bloodline. And the way that we understand it, Braylon, is that if you imagine God is the father of lights, which makes us little lights, every light has a vibration, so we all have a frequency. And ideally, we want to resonate with Father God in heaven because that gives us the dance. But as these traumas happen, either in our own lives or on our generational line, it changes the frequency of our DNA so that it isn't purely tuned in to Father God, but it's picking up signals from the Father of Lies. So I didn't know till about a year ago, but DNA spins. It spins very, very quickly. Hmm. And now I can't prove this scientifically, but DNA is like a coil, right? And the coil is both a transmitter and a receiver. So, um, <clears throat> so our understanding is that we're vibrating at a frequency, and if we've got slimed or trauma has happened on our generational line, that the frequency of our DNA is needs retuning. So the live bus session is effectively disconnecting from the Father of Light and reconnecting with the Father of Lights and um, and effectively retuning the DNA. So when we do generational stuff, we have an option 
to do what we call a, a bloodline cleanse and a DNA reset. And it goes something like this. Jesus, thank you for setting Braylon free um, for what got blocked four generations ago. Would you now release the good stuff and let it flow? And would you give her an experiential reality of that flowing in and through her right now? And as you do so, would you cleanse the blood? Would you cleanse the bloodline and would you reset her DNA? And what people experience then, well, it's a number of things, but some people just vibrate. They just vibrate and they say, I just felt my whole cells just recalibrating. I do feel a little bit tingly. (laughs) I'm not joking. I'm not joking. I love it. I receive it. And then, and then the other thing is, um, um, well, now the other thing is we have seen for enough, I think you might understand what I'm about to say, but for a number of years, when we do this process, sometimes we see ancestors being set free. Mm-hmm. So the first instance was this, we actually had a friend stay with us just last weekend. He's a guy married with a, a little boy. But eight years ago, I live busted him, and his issue was rooted um, in these ancestors who were these Jewish merchants who were had boats going across the Mediterranean, and um, and it's really sad. But every time the merchant left port, they would sacrifice a baby and throw it into the sea. It was part of what they did every time. So when we finished the bypass, we did the DNA reset and the bloodline cleanse, he saw all of these babies going up to Jesus. Wow. Um, and so over the years, we have seen ancestors be set free, mm-hmm. but we're just coming into the understanding of kind of restoration of all things or universe, of evangelical universalist, which is the concept of when God says all, he really means all. Restoration um, of all things. Yeah. And that the lake of fire is not forever and ever, it's just a refining process. Mm-hmm. Um, which I, I can talk more about, but God kind of teaches us through this process and then he backs it up through patterns. Yeah. And when we see the same patterns over and over, but okay, God, you're really trying to teach us something here. And then at some point he'll bring revelation in scripture to to support it so it's really interesting lie busting is really really interesting like i'll lie bust someone over sitting down and watching a film any day because it's far more entertaining far more interesting well as you're talking about it it sounds really really interesting and you know i have a lot of of life coach training in my toolbox because oftentimes when i'm working with people in their business there's a lot of mindset stuff that comes up and especially around pricing themselves and and, you know showing their real value and those kinds of things and and even marketing because people are have these um, fears and there's a lot of mindset stuff so it sounds like my goodness if i added lie busting to my toolbox that could be really really cool (laughs) you can lie bust you can lie bust businesses one of our live busters um, yes, yesterday. Yeah, one of our live busters live busted her church yesterday. <laughs> and then she. Wow. 
in, in, in the end of beginning of March, her husband runs a business, a consultancy business, and all the directors are believers. And I shared some stuff about life busting geography or businesses or institutions and gave some testimony. <coughs> she said, wow, maybe we should life bust our business. So I said, sure, give it a go. And I no, we, we, we met, didn't we? We had to exchange a, a banner for an event. Yeah, they were leading an event called Christians in Government. So we had a team of livebusters in in government um, for this conference, and they took the banner up. Anyway, so they had all of the directors of the company, and they did a livebust, and God revealed some roots in the company's formation that were not of God, and slime that attached to it because of that. It did the light bust, and the, and the guy just said today, he said, the directors were asking me, when are we going to do the next one? And that that was the best experience they've ever had. But what's really good is that they had their best March ever. They, they had their best month the whole year. And he said, since then, things have just taken off. And they've had their first, it's only a small company, but they've had their first million pound year um, ever. Um, so, wow. yeah, we... Yeah, and see, the cool thing about lie busting is that it's not bound by religion. Yeah. So you can lie bust people who are not Christians. I mean, in the detox, so I run a, an operate a detox company, and I've lie busted Muslims, um, Jews, agnostics. Jonathan, we mentioned this on the last interview. He he lie busted a, a gay Buddhist a lesbian Buddhist lady, you know, you can lie bust anybody and, and the two requisites for the lie bust is that they believe that they're a spiritual person mm -hmm. and that they're hungry for breakthrough. So you can easily lie bust a business, Braylon, if the, if, the, if the business owner is really hungry for breakthrough for that business and they believe that they are a spiritual, spiritual person, they're here for a purpose, they're here for a reason, their mm. business has been given to them for a reason. Those are reasons enough to lie best. They don't need to be Christians, they, no, you see. No, no, and that's it, one of the things we teach in the course, is how to lie best using language that resonates with the person that's not um, um, built or coming from, from religion. So I say I to people, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I say to people, look, Flybusters comes out of Christianity. I am ministering in the power of Jesus Christ, but yeah. this works for anybody. You don't have to be a Christian in order for this to work. So what language do you want me to use that you resonate with? You know, and, and some people resonate with universe. Some people resonate with light. Some people resonate, you know, I know who I'm talking to. Yes. You know, I know who I know who I'm connecting them to and they feel it and they receive it i mean i had this gorgeous um bbc comedian here earlier this year and on the form that on my detox form i have a questionnaire and i asked people what their faith is and so she had put on her form no faith so i was assuming no faith need not meant no faith so when i went to live asked her and i was just asking her about language i said okay you know, we're going to be identifying a list of negative things that are stopping you from walking your destiny. So, um, you know, we're coming from a Christian perspective, and, and from a Christian perspective, you know, we nail things to the cross of Jesus. 
but there are other ways of expressing that. What would you be comfortable with? And I gave her the option. She's like, actually, I want to nail it to the cross of Jesus. And I was like, whoa, okay. And it turned out that she had grown up going to church, but she had been very hurt in her early 20s because she was searching for God and never found him as the answer to healing her traumas. Yeah. Which is understandable. So she had such an incredible breakthrough. And you know, she sent me a text not too long ago, hey Elena, how's it going? I'm still feeling great, thinking of you, blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Wow. So, I, I so love that because the majority, you know, of um, inner healing tools out there, they require, you know, that you are submitted to the Lord Jesus Christ and that's the only way, you know. And um, that is just, uh, I love it. <laughs> Jesus healed a blind man who couldn't see him. Yes. Remember that. <laughs> and they asked, who healed you? And he's like, I don't know. <laughs> I think, That's good. I think, you know, I, I've said a couple of times that we learn through this process and and God stretches our theology mm-hmm. and then he fills in the blanks. Um, but when we started the Residential Detox Retreat Center, we added lie busting as a treatment along with you no know, nails, hair, colonic massage, irrigation. Colonic, you know. <laughs> Do you want to get your bloodline pumped or your butt pumped? <laughs> <laughs> so, Better out than in, we say. <laughs> so, so and, 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 then, and then we realized that God was forcing us to learn a language that worked with anybody. Yeah. Um, because we had people wanting, like 60% of our clients want a light bus, whether they're Jews, Muslims, Hindus, gays, Buddhists, Mm. Christians. So we had to learn very quickly. He was teaching us. Um, And what what I love about it is that because it's on my menu of treatments, it's up to the Holy Spirit when the person's reading through the list to activate that desire in them Mm -hmm. so I'll never forget I had this um, young woman and I was checking her in and um, and she asked me about lie busting but Holy Spirit had already told me that I was going to be lie busting her I could feel it yeah and her story was incredible because she had chosen to carry a baby for her cousin because her cousin couldn't carry a baby. Mm. So she had carried the baby for her cousin and she thought it was no big deal, that she would be fine with it, she didn't want kids before that, so on and so forth. But as we know, when the moment came to hand over that baby, let me tell you what, it hurt. Yeah. She came to me, I think within two weeks of having given birth of this baby. And I knew that God just wanted to set her free from any slime that came onto her about giving away that baby. Because I really felt that it was from the Lord that she had given this sacrificial gift to her cousin. And I'll tell you what, it was so beautiful and precious how the Lord met that woman that day. And just took all of the trauma, the pain, the slime off of her and gave her the promise of her own children. And she said to me, and I'll never forget it, she's like, Elena, this one session has changed my life. And actually, I remember now, she had had a really traumatic 
childhood with her father, and her father was a millionaire. She was a very successful businesswoman herself, and she managed the assets of her father. Um. So she was having to speak to her father every day, but she had this really difficulty in her heart because of the damage that had happened in her childhood. So in the part scan, Jesus came along and he healed and integrated these damaged parts of herself. And she called her father that afternoon after the live bus and she reported to me the next day. She's like, I feel totally different about my dad. Totally different about my dad. That is you know, so and she had, she had some sort of a kind of a roughly kind of Catholic background, but we prayed in the name of love. Yeah. You know, so I connected her to love. So instead of, you know, um, God, what do you want to set her free from? Love, what do you want to set her free from? That is so neat. Love it. That's really good. Yeah. Well, we have just a couple more minutes for our um, public, the live part, and then we can kind of, you know, continue the conversation for members only. So um, you mentioned earlier that you have the connectedness to, or connection to oneness. How does that help the lie busting or support that the healing after the lie busting or talk, talk to us about that? Okay. Um, for the journey that we have observed, really, and after doing about 5,000 hours of this, we observe patterns. And the pattern that we've observed is that as people get cleaned up, they connect. Yeah. But they go through a process of moving from orphan or from slavery to sonship, and then from sonship to kingship, and then from kingship to oneness. Mm -hmm. So that's what we call the Live Buster journey, and we kind of write that down, we teach it, because we've seen that pattern over and over and over again. So the, the sonship and the kingship, we understand as relationship and responsibility, meaning that we can't really fulfill our purpose in life until we get the relationship part right, which is the sonship. We get that intimacy right. And it's done from a place of intimacy. And then we have the responsibility, which is the kingship aspect. We have a mandate or a scroll um, to do stuff that we're born to do that gives us passion and purpose. Um, but then we've also observed the sense of oneness. And oneness is really, I guess, Jesus talked about it. You know, his last prayer was, I wish that they are one as we are one. Um, and, and, and so, we see the sense of oneness as being what God's calling us back to. We all came from him, he's calling us all back there. So to answer your question, how does that manifest in day-to-day -day life um, in terms of fruit? And we're very interested in fruit. Um, it's a greater sense of identity. It's an elimination of competition. It's a recognition that we can serve without being drained because we're channeling the Father's love and the yes. Father's heart. Mm -hmm. And most importantly, it's an absence of any sense of separation from God and a knowing in your know that we are one with Him at all times. And so He can speak through us, He can give us His eyes and His heart, 
and as Jesus said, I only see and do what my Father does. It gives us the greater ability to live in two places at once, to live in heaven and on earth at the same time, but to kind of live that that way. And it's also, um, I'm thinking too what Bill Johnson says, you know, I can't afford to have a thought in my head that God doesn't have in his head. Yep. And it's like, well, that is, that is a very forward evolution. And the only way that we can actually evolve or come to that place where where we're able to take every thought captive that isn't from God is you have to be still and know that I am God. You have to have stilled all of the voices that go on in your head. And very often with people at the different points of pain and trauma in their life, they fracture, they split, and that part of themselves has a voice which ends up being chatter in their head. So for example, it's like, okay, um, you know, I want to, let me think of an example. Um, I want to say something, I, I, I want to do something I've never done before. So I make, I, I think the thought, oh, I'd like to do that. And then immediately there might be another voice that says, no, you can't. You can't afford that or that's too scary or whatever 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 so you see what lie busting does is it is it 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 names and identifies the source of all the voices whether they're critters the demonic so they're coming from the outside at us or if they're actually parts of ourselves that are chattering away in our heads so that what happens is that when we become integrated or wholehearted, because Jesus said, I came to heal the brokenhearted and, and, and set the captive free, right? So when we become wholehearted, one heart, we have one mind, we have one voice, we're integrated in our mind, then at that point, it's like, yeah, I can only, I, I can tell what are the Father's thoughts and I can identify what aren't the Father's thoughts. But you see, Raylan, until people go through an integration, healing, wholeness process, there's so much chatter and confusion going on in their heads, they hardly can hear the Father's voice, let alone say, I hear what Papa's saying, I, I say it. I see what Papa's doing, I do it. Do you see what I mean? So Absolutely. That's where, the, that's where the oneness comes in. And I must say that in our, let me finish, in our, in our 2222 group, in many of the libus over the last six weeks, the end result has been people having the revelation that they can do what the Father shows them to do and they can say what the Father says. And when, when I hear that, I am just like, hallelujah, that's oneness. Because they have the confidence. It's about that confidence where you like, I know that Papa will show me. I know that Papa will tell me. I feel it and then I act upon it. Just like the story I was telling you with this girl when I checked her in. I knew Holy Spirit wanted me to pray for her because I knew that what she had brought into the detox center, she was not meant to carry out with her. That's so good. Well, we've run out of time for our our uh, general audience, but um, we do want to be sure, and I, I hope somebody's putting in the, the show notes how we, you can register for the Libusters Conference in the Sacramento region. Um, that's July 5 and 6, 
and we are hoping to live stream it and we'll have that information up hopefully in the coming weeks and so we just want to thank you guys so much uh, if you have a few minutes to hang on uh, we'll we'll um, have some more talk with the uh, the members if you guys are okay for that Okay, so just to let people know, uh, in case it doesn't get into the comments while we're live, it's go to kingdomtalksmedia.com forward slash events and it'll be on there to get to see Elena live yes. <laughs> in the Sacramento area or on live stream if we get that going, which I, I believe that we will. Yes. So thank you again to our members. We appreciate you. We appreciate that you uh, support us financially. Of course, this production takes a little bit, so we <laughs> every little bit counts. So we don't take you for granted. And this is why we're continuing the conversation on the other side. It's just for you. All right. All right. Here we go. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Kingdom Talks with Gil Hodges. You can find us on Facebook, iTunes, and YouTube, and on the Fringe Radio Network on Spreaker. Please subscribe and share with your friends. Find links to all media outlets, the Three Plum Lines Pledge, and become a member at KingdomTalksMedia.com. Thank you for your support, and thank you for keeping us in prayer. Until our next broadcast, God bless and Godspeed.